My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Friends and family from around the country and around the world, this is another episode with your host, David J. Harris, Jr. And today, friends, I have the privilege and the honor of having a woman that I have been watching, have been paying attention to for years since I became politically active, since I woke up to to the need to pay attention to what's taking place, not only in our country, but around the world. I've been watching Brigitte Gabriel as she has broken down the facts. She has lit some places on fire with bringing the truth. And her story is one that I think every single American needs to hear. Uh, If you're not familiar with Brigitte, she is a national security analyst, a New York Times bestseller and and an author uh, and a chairman for actforamerica.org. Her latest bestseller is the book Rise. You can get that either on her website or uh, at Amazon. There it is right there in defense of Judeo-Christian values and freedom. Brigitte Gabriel is my guest today. Brigitte, my sister, how are you doing today? Hello, David. I am thrilled to be with you. I I watch you. I forward your videos. You are on fire. Uh, You are exactly the voices that we need now speaking in our nation, and I'm honored to be with you. Well, thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you because I was watching before I ever had a platform, before I had social media pages, uh, and I was just learning information and gaining and garnering information so I could make decisions, informed decisions. You were somebody that I leaned on for insight, for uh, information, and for your expert advice. Uh, so it's an honor to have you on with me today. Thank you so much. So you have uh, let me let me run down some of these stats so that so that everybody knows um, you from from moving from Lebanon. I want I want you to get into your story from Lebanon. You were in a bomb shelter from the time you were 10 until 17 years old from coming from that and then going on to uh, addressing the United Nations, the Australian prime minister, members of the British Parliament, House of Commons, uh, the Pentagon. Uh, Special Forces, uh, Operations Command. I mean, the list just goes on and on. But for you to have gotten to do what you've been able to do and been requested for your advice and your insights from that little girl that lived in that bomb shelter for seven years where you literally, in one of your videos, I know you shared that you literally were waiting any day you were feeling like death was at your door and it could have happened at any time. Uh, Share with us a little bit of that story. Well, thank you, David. Uh, uh, People who hear me speak, they can tell I'm very passionate about security and standing up for our values and defending and preserving our values and our identity. Uh, And and that resilience, that passion started in Lebanon. My 9-11 happened to me in 1974 when radical Islamists blew up my home, bringing it down, burying me under the rubble wounded. 
I ended up in a hospital for two and a half months. I later ended up living in a bomb shelter underground in an eight by 10 room without electricity, without water and very little food. Um, and that's where I spent the next seven years of my life from the age of 10 till the age of 17 robbed of my youth. I remember having to crawl under the bombs to dig out dandelions that grew around our bomb shelter uh, to eat because that was the only greenery, the only salads we had to eat. Uh, crawling under snipers' bullets because we were surrounded by Islamic radical snipers shooting at us to kill us just to get a drink of water, crawling in a ditch to a nearby spring. Um, I was, I remember dressing in my burial dress, my Sunday best at the age of 13, waiting to be slaughtered because we got a notice that we were going to be slaughtered that night. And I wanted to look pretty when I am dead, knowing that when they come to slaughter me, there would be no one to bury me. Um, and I remember begging my parents, I don't want to die. I'm only 13 years old. Please, I don't want to die. And there was nothing my parents could say to me. Um, and we I remember sitting in the corner of our bomb shelter that evening, and my father opened up the Bible and started reading from Psalms. I shall walk into the valley of death and fear no evil, for thou art with me. And and they said to me, look, we lived a long life. You're an only child. If they come to slaughter us tonight, you just run towards Israel and don't look back um, because we lived close to the Israeli border. But thank God I didn't have to make that difficult decision that night because that's when Israel came into Lebanon and Israel was working with the Christian Lebanese trying to help them save their country and kick out the radical Islamic element that had taken control of the country at that time. And that's how we came out of the bomb shelter and back to rebuilding our lives. I ended up moving to Israel. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this issue is because I understand what happens when people turn a blind eye to evil, thinking it's not going to happen to me. It's those people over there. Let them all kill each other. Who cares? Let them all kill each other and let God sort it out. I'm sure you've heard that. I've heard yeah. that in America for sure. But I, I realized very early on that Actions speak louder than words. And when we see wrong, we need to stand up and speak the truth and call evil by name. Because if it is not I, then who? If it's not now, then when? And the longer we wait and think that somebody else is going to do it, where we reject taking responsibility and be lazy and think somebody else is going to do it, that's how we lose our country. I lost my country of birth to radical Islam, Lebanon. I do not want to use my adopted country, America. And that's why I speak so forcefully and authoritatively on this issue. Well, you definitely do speak force, forcefully and authoritatively. Uh, you've got a story like uh, like nobody else that I've, that I've heard, very few people that I've heard that, that were able to escape that kind of persecution uh, and then be able to make a, such an amazing life for yourself. I mean, that's really, you know, just unheard of. Uh, maybe a couple people I know that have a similar story, but nothing like yours. So you understand what real religious persecution is. For all the Americans out there, all the people that say, well, we need open borders. Joe Biden is all about open borders. He he was on the campaign trail talking about how he wasn't going to be saying no at the border, that we needed to welcome them in. All of these people are supposed to be requesting asylum because of persecution, because they're fleeing war. You understand that. You live through that. And so many Americans think that anybody that's coming to the border, we just need to let them in. What's your stance as a legal immigrant, somebody that went through the process to actually get into the United States legally? 
What's your stance on what's taking place at the border? Oh, my goodness. Did you just hit a nerve? Okay. So as a legal immigrant who came to the United States, and by the way, I am an immigrant. It is such a shame that we live in a day, David, today that we actually have to uh, uh, put a disclaimer. Are they illegal immigrants or are they legal immigrants? No, there are immigrants who do it by the book who come to the United States legally. Anybody who breaks the law is no longer an immigrant. They are criminals and invaders who are breaking the law to get into our country. When you are a legal immigrant to the United States, when you did it like the millions of people like me who did it, who came to the United States, um, whether we came on the uh, 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 Mayflower or whether we came on the TWA like I did, (laughs) we all came here seeking a better life, but we did it legally. We applied, we asked permission. We went to the embassy. We knocked on the door. We waited in line. We asked permission. Can I come into your country? Would you give me the privilege of granting me a visa so I can enter your country legally? When we got our visa, we came to the United States. I paid for my own airline ticket. I landed in the United States. I hired an attorney. I paid my attorneys. I filed my paper with the government. I did it by the book. I went and I had to take um, all medical doctors. I had to take needles and 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 different blood tests because they wanted to make sure I'm not bringing tuberculosis into the country. I'm not bringing uh, uh, leprosy into the country. I'm not bringing diseases into the country. And I gladly did it, David, because all immigrants have to do the same thing. And we paid for it. And I hated needles. And I didn't like going to doctors' offices. But that was a part of the process I had to do to become an American. And yes. Then once I got my green card, I had to wait five years before I became an American citizen. And during that time, part of my requirement to be an American citizen was I had to study a two-inch thick book written by the daughters of the American Revolution about America's history, our constitution, our judicial process. And then I had to take a written exam as well as a verbal exam in English and pass both about our history, the Constitution, et cetera, et cetera, in order for me to become an American. David, by the time I became an American, I knew more about America's history and our Constitution than my own American-born husband did. So from the beginning of the process to the end, it takes about 10 years. And when people who are talking on television and they're talking about these um, immigrants coming into the United States, Calling them immigrants is an insult to every single legal immigrant who did it by the book like I did and the millions who did it and the millions who are now waiting or going through the process in different countries throughout the world, whether they are in Australia, whether they are in Lebanon, whether they are in Singapore, everybody has to go through the same process unless you're a criminal and you are invading the United States through the Mexican border. You know, it it seems like that should just be common sense. And especially when that's what's been the norm for legal immigration, for somebody to come to this country. uh, It seems like it's all being shredded right now. And there's there's some pretty disastrous uh, uh, plans, I would think, that are going on with these open border policies that the Biden administration is pursuing. Again, which I think you're an expert in this. What do you think the not just the cartels, we're hearing about the cartels that are pretty much running the border now. But what about terrorism? You know, for the last four years, underneath Donald Trump's presidency, 
we seem to not hear less and less and less about terrorism, especially here in our country um, during the Trump administration. Now that Joe Biden is in, what do you think anybody that's any radical Islam, any jihadis, what do you think is taking place in other parts of the country that see this open border that Biden has given them? Oh, my goodness. I mean, look, we already knew that terrorists were working with the drug cartels to come into the United States. And that was under Obama before President Trump came to office. And we worked with President Trump. I personally worked with the administration on the immigration policy when President Trump was president. Uh, uh, we know that Iran was working with the drug cartel. See, Iran has a command center in the tri-states in South America. And they have been training Hezbollah members. Uh, Hezbollah is the terrorist terrorist arm of Iran. They're the largest terrorist organization in the world right now. And uh, look, they destroyed the country in which I was born into Lebanon. So Hezbollah, uh, Iran was training them to speak few words of English in their command center in the tri-states. And they were working with the drug cartels and they were being smuggled into the United States. And it was a win-win for the Iranians and the drug cartels. The Iranians were able to smuggle their operatives, their terrorists into the United States. And the drug cartels were able to to smuggle, uh, to smuggle their drugs because the Hezbollah members were training the drug cartels on tunnel digging technology, which Hezbollah has perfected in Lebanon, digging tunnels between Lebanon and Israel. And it was a win-win for both of them. So right now, wow. again, when Biden is in power, we are seeing uh, uh, Iranians come in through the border Yemenis come in through the border, which is very important, especially now in the last two months, especially in the last month, because Yemen poses a major threat to the United States. I know a lot of people are not familiar with Yemen. President Trump designated the Houthis in Yemen as a terrorist organization. Iran is funding the Houthis in Yemen as another terrorist arm of Iran. As soon as Joe Biden came to power and as a part of his appeal to appeal to the Iranians because he wanted to change the Iran deal, he immediately declassified the Houthis in Yemen as a terrorist organization. So now who do we see coming through the Mexican border? Yemenis, Iranians, and they are a major threat. Look, day before yesterday, they arrested four who are yeah. on the terrorist watch list, four terrorists from Iran and Yemen. It is a major problem uh, with them sneaking into the border. They come through the United States. They are now bust to the heart of the United States. And what is that going to do to America if we get into a confrontation with Iran after Iran, if God forbid they finish the nuclear bomb? What type of a bargaining, uh, uh, negotiating strength are we going to have when they have their own operatives within our own country where they can launch terrorist attacks like that against us? This is what we have wow. to face now. It is a major problem. And that's why people need to stand up now and start calling their elected officials in every state to demand that they do something about the border. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not even been two months since Joe Biden took office, uh, right about two months. And we're already seeing the influx at the border. We're seeing Jen Psaki, the White House press correspondent, refusing to call it a crisis. Biden won't call it a crisis. George Stephanopoulos actually did call it a crisis, and he asked Joe Biden about it. Joe's, he's he doesn't want to go visit the border, and yet they continue to blame Donald Trump. I mean, I, I think, and I have a question for you. Um, I, I will, we'll come back to it. I got a quick word from my sponsor, but when we come back, I want to ask you about any 
any potential operatives, so to speak, operatives, individuals that you believe may be working with or could be a part of what the Muslim Brotherhood was initially trying to do under the Obama administration. There were a lot of ties and connections with individuals in government. And I think those ties and connections are going to start to rear their ugly head. I want to get your feedback on that right after this quick message from my sponsor. Friends, if you like this show, if you love the information and the guests that I bring on to you, then one of the best things you can do to support my show is support my good friend, Mike Lindell. Mike is my number one sponsor. He loves this show, and he's a patriot. He's standing up for America. He's fighting for truth, and he's still fighting for uh, truth from 2020, and he's all for election integrity. He's got over 100 products on his store at MyPillow. Go there. Find something for yourself. I've got some new slippers coming. I love his bathrobe. I think I like his mattress topper and his sheets the most. But find something over there and use the code TRUMP2020. It's still active, and Mike will know that you heard it here. So get to MyPillow.com and use that code, TRUMP2020. All right, Brigitte, operatives potentially in politics already. Some of the rhetoric that we're hearing from some of these Democrats in office sounds pretty threatening, and now we're actually even seeing it from some of the rhinos, the established Republicans that are going along with some of the some of the policies that these Democrats are pushing in the House. What are you seeing right now take place? Oh, my goodness. Oh, right now. Well, first of all, the rhinos need to all be primaried and thrown out. It's yes. very simple. It's about, I, I think the good thing that came, if there is any silver lining about what's happening in our country right now, sometimes people need a shake up, David. They need a shake yeah. up to wake up and realize how much people sat on the sidelines being apathetic for such a long time, not paying attention to what's happening. And right now we are literally fighting for our survival. It's a matter of the death of America as we know it, the America that we love, the America, the exceptional, the shining city on a hill and, and the America that the left want to transform to become on the rest of, uh, on par with the rest of the world uh, and their idea. We are no better than Venezuela. We are no better than Mexico. Everybody is equal. Everybody is the same. No, we are not. So this is what we're fighting for right now. And this is a wake-up call to understand that all these rhinos need to be thrown out. The people need to wake up and start becoming engaged, start becoming more active. And by the way, I have to pitch my organization. Yes, Act please do. for America, as I'm talking about this issue, actforamerica.org. If my message resonates with you, if you agree so far with everything I've said, Go to actforamerica.org, sign up to become an activist, sign up to get our action alerts, or sign up to start a group in your community. We are now training people to run for offices, city council, school board, mayors, uh, state delegates, state senators, even congressmen. And we're going to get people in position to primary all the rhinos who do not put America first, who are now voting with the enemy because they are too weak to stand up and be counted to protect the United States. So right now, we are seeing people who are working within our government who are brought back, who worked with the Obama administration, who were agents of the Muslim Brotherhood, have worked with the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, for example, you take care of the Council on American Islamic Relations, who is now pressuring the administration to remove people from the terror watch list because they do not want people listed on the terror watch list. They want us eliminating that list. Wow. How are we going to know that just day before yesterday, we have four terrorists who are listed on the terror watch list have just crossed to the United States. So now we have very powerful lobby groups 
like the Council on American Islamic Relations within our government, who is very cozy with Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, anybody within the Biden administration, because they were very cozy with all the leftovers from the Obama administration, who are now dictating policy to change some of the rules that protected the country for a very long time. It is a crisis, and we need to understand what we're dealing with, and people need to be informed about what bills are coming down for a vote, Um, and that's why they need to sign up with Act for America. It doesn't cost you anything. We just want you informed when there is a bill coming down for a vote where we need your voice to be heard so you can make a difference. Well, I know that I'm going to start frequenting actforamerica.org. I'm going to I'm going to start uh, engaging more just with your website. Everything that you've said, everything that's going on right now, you are exactly the voice that we need. You're bringing the message and the information that we need. Uh, and it's a I mean, it, for for believers and for individuals, period, that just don't believe that the last election was integrous. Again, fact checkers, it's my personal belief and opinion that Joe Biden did not get 80 million votes from running a campaign from his basement and could barely fill a, a schoolyard uh, parking lot while Trump was filling stadiums, stadium after stadium, three, four, sometimes five in a day. Not, It's my personal opinion that there's no way Biden got those votes. So there, but there's, or that Trump lost the election. You got to be careful when you say that, because I mean, that's like, that's part of communism. It's like the cold war. You can't even, it's, you got to pay attention to what you say or they cancel you. Uh, let's let's go to this cancel culture. They've called you, of all people, a racist. I think Southern Poverty Law Center actually designated your group as an extremist group, uh, actforamerica.org. How do you respond? How do you even deal with, with garbage like that? Well, you know you're doing something right when you're getting the ire of your enemy. When your enemy goes out of their way to destroy you, you know you are on to something. So we take that label as a hate group, as a badge of honor. But, you know, unfortunately, what's happening right now? Well, what happened was, David, you know, you said you've heard me since you started paying attention to politics. I've been doing this. I started Act for America after 9-11. We incorporated in 2002. And I'm proud to tell you that now we are 1.6 million members. We have passed 108 bills on the federal level and the state level to protect America. So we not only talk about the issue and we educate, but we mobilize people to take action and become effective in what they do and making a difference. You know, effective in my most is my most favorite word in the English language, yeah. because we can educate until the cows come home. Right. If we don't take action where we are effective in changing the status quo, nothing happens. So when we were doing that, they were calling us, oh, we are haters, we are Islamophobes, we are xenophobes, etc. The good news is today, everybody is white supremacist, bigots, racist, haters, xenophobes, Islamophobes. Look, you, me, and Candace Owens are white yeah. supremacists, okay? So you can't be talking about us. Okay, so David Harris, Brigitte Gabrielle, and uh, and Candace Owen, all three of us are white supremacist neo-Nazis. What yes. does that tell you when they start putting labels on us 
like that, David, simply because of what we believe, what, 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 what the, the ideology that we believe, that we believe in Western civilization. We believe that Judeo-Christian values are the bedrock of Western civilization. Yes. That's a fact. That's not an opinion. We believe in right. America the exceptional. And we also believe that we should be able to debate ideas. We should be able to debate ideas and may the best idea win. Whatever happens to come, uh, come, let's reason together. Come, let's discuss idea. I respect your opinion, even though we defer, but I, you know, I respect your opinion. You have the we have the right to disagree. Whatever right. happened to that? That's what made America great. So today, if you speak against uh, uh, the cancel culture, if you speak about the ability to be able to speak freely, you are a hater. If you speak about why we believe in our uh, 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 um, identity as a nation, why we need to secure our border, then you are a racist and a bigot and a hater. That's not racist. That's not bigot. Right. I am woman who immigrated from the Middle East. You are a, 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 a tenth person, an African-American person. Candace Owen is an African-American. She's a black person. All of us are not bigots. We love people. We want people to have opportunity. I'm the first person, especially as a legal immigrant to America, to say, God bless America. I want everybody who ever wants to come here to be able to come here and work and, and do something like I did. We don't hate people. We love people. It's because we have compassion for our country and our fellow Americans. We want to do it the right way. And because we have compassion to those who are under true persecution in our country and other countries who want to come here to give them the opportunity to go through the process and come here and contribute to America. It is pretty amazing when you think about the tactics of the progressive left, the woke Topians, yeah. those that just believe that they're right, everybody else is wrong. When they're calling individuals like you, myself, Candace Owens, uh, they're calling us racist. It's interesting to me, though, that each time, almost every time—not every time, but thankfully, at least I think for us—and um, some of the some of the more individuals that have become prominent, it's like when they attack us, they're shining a spotlight, and God almost uses it to uh, to increase us. You know, Candace Owens is an amazing friend. I've been honored to speak at her Blexit uh, events, uh, several of her Blexit events. She's now starting her own show. That's yeah, got to be driving yeah. the leftists crazy. Driving them crazy. Driving them crazy. But you know what? That's exactly why we need to speak up. That's exactly why we need to be bold. That's exactly why we need to stand up. Because when you are speaking the truth, it, no weapon should be formed against you. You should be able to stand up and call evil by its name. And, yes. you know, I have a lot of Christians who tell me, oh, well, you know, I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. I'm sure you've heard that too. And I tell people, look, Jesus set the standard of how an activist should look like. He was the first activist. When he saw something wrong, he walked into that temple. He threw the table. He did not hide under the table praying that his father in heaven is going to change things. Oh, no. He walked in and he stood up for something. And if yeah. we're going to follow in Jesus's footstep as Christians, this is how we do it. Peacefully, lovingly, we can pray, but we've got to stand up and be counted. And I tell people all the time, I said, what the left knows exactly 
how to silence you. Mm. They start calling your name. They know that nobody wants to be called a racist. I mean, are you a racist, David? No. I know you're not a racist. You speak about truth. You're not a racist. I'm not a racist. Candace is not a racist. A lot of Mike Lindell is not a racist. God no. knows you. I know Mike Lindell. Yeah. We're not racist. So after people call us a racist, after people call you a racist and a biggest, a biggest, bigot, a homophobe, Islamophobe, xenophobe, um, white supremacist, what are they going to call you after that? Okay, so you ran through all that uh, alphabet soup of calling me names. Can you imagine if I would have stopped in 2008 when the New York Times called me not just Islamophobe, but radical Islamophobe? You know, they did an interview with me for two hours. They could not find one quote they can use in their article. They actually did a full page article about me in their uh, Sunday paper, in their Sunday New York Times Sunday edition. Wow. They could not find one bad quote they can quote. So the, the writer used her opinion as the title of my article and called me radical Islamophobe. So can you imagine if I would have let that silence me? Since then, since 2008 until now, my organization, Act for America, under my leadership as founder and chairman, has been able to introduce and pass 108 bills in Congress on the state level and on the federal level. If I would have let them silence me, we would not be where we are today. So my message to everybody watching us right now. You're watching David and Brigitte. We need a million David and Brigitte Gabriel speaking yes. out. And we need you to stand your ground. And we need you to stand on your truth. And we need you to be bold. And we need you to be brave. Because this is what made America great. It's people like us who are not afraid to risk it all to gain everything. Man, you just, you're nailing so many points and uh, it's it's all so valid. I hope that every single person that's watching or listening is getting stirred up. And I hope they also get this book, Rise in Defense of Judeo-Christian Values and Freedom. Brigitte Gabriel, you can get that at actforamerica.org or you can get it on Amazon. Tell us a little bit more about what people will get in that book. What makes my book so different, and, and what a title, Rise in Defense of Judeo-Christian Values and Freedom. And by the way, my book is not religion, religious. It's not about religious. Like I said, Judeo-Christian values are the bedrock of Western civilization. People, yeah. even if they, do, if they don't adhere to any religion in our country, they teach their children, now, Johnny, treat others the way you want to be treated. They don't know where that comes from. Yeah. Come, you know, do unto others what you want others to do unto you. Right. Freedom of speech. The Bible said, come, let's reason together. But in America and in the West, we call it, let's debate ideas and let's agree to disagree. All these values are, ba all these principles are the bedrock of Western civilization. So I couldn't find a better title to call people to action, rise in defense of Judeo-Christian values and freedom. And what makes my book different, as you can tell, I'm all about action. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. At the end of every chapter in my book, no matter what I'm talking about, whether I'm talking about our education system, whether I'm talking about the Internet, whether I'm talking about um, the fifth column within our government, whether I'm talking about whatever it is, the leftist uh, Islamist coalition, that's actually a title, one of the chapters. At the end of every book, I have a section titled Rise Up and Act. And I give people tips and ideas as to what they can do to make a difference in their community right now, things that anybody can make to make a difference on an issue. And I, I you know, 
I'm all about action. That's why I named my organization Act for America, David. Not think about America, not hope for America, not wish for America, not pray for America. You can do all that. But without taking action, nothing happens. Go to actforamerica.org. You can get the book through there by making a donation, tax-deductible donation, and you'll get an autographed book so you not only be able to educate, but also support our cause, or you can go get it from amazon.com and share it with your friends. Well, I always am, I'm always a big proponent of going to the person's website. Go to Brigitte's website. Forget Amazon. Bezos is spending money in places that is not for America, in my opinion. Uh, and we need to support the actual author and person that wrote it. So get to actforamerica.org. Get that, give that donation, tax deductible donation, get that book. And uh, what else, Brigitte? Where, where are we at now? You know, you've, you've been, lived through re- real religious persecution. Uh, we're seeing the Biden administration, what he's doing. How are we supposed to make it through, you know, the next the next four years under a Biden-Harris administration? We heard the president speak a few nights ago uh, earlier this week uh, at, when he was asked if he'd run in 2024. And he said he wants to wait and watch what happens in 2022 uh, in the next election. And then we'll see from there. So, I mean, I know we need to act. I love it. We need to act. We need to not just pray and not just hope or wish. We need to act. So that's why we all need to engage with actforamerica.org. But uh, just to, on, a, on a heart level, as a believer, for those out there that are believers that are just twisted up with worry, with uh, with fear, that don't know if their actions are actually even going to mean anything, what is your what can you speak to the person out there that's watching that's that's just they're feeling hopeless. They're seeing what's taking place and they're not they're they're very concerned and they're they're filled with worry and, and doubt. What would you say to that person? Do not worry. Everything happens for a reason. And for those of you people of faith who are watching me, uh, God allows things to happen for a reason. If it wasn't for Obama, we would have never had Trump. When Obama got elected, Trump wasn't even on your radar screen. He was on television with his television shows, being an international rock star that the whole world celebrated at his feet because he brought in the ratings and he brought in the money and he was world famous billionaire. You never thought President Trump is going to be your president in 2016 when you watch Obama win the election in 2008 and then in 2012. So So everything happens for a reason. And the other thing I want to emphasize, God uses his people as instruments of change. God does not change the world through lightning in the sky. We are his instruments. If you have sat on the sidelines for so long and did not do anything thinking, well, I'm just praying, let somebody else do the fighting. We need everybody engaged. We need everybody involved. And here's the good news. When Obama got elected in 2008, a lot of people told me, Brigitte, it's a losing battle. We're never going to win. The Democrats won. Oh, my gosh, it's over. I want you to know that when Obama won, we started focusing on the state level. And we were able to pass between 2008 and 2016 over 70 bills to protect America on the state level in so many states. So now we're being faced with the same situation again. We can win and we can win big time on the state level, but you need to be engaged on the state level. We are now working on bills in 23 states, meaning Act for America, about election integrity. We are just sending a voter bill right now to Arizona. The email is going to go out either today or tomorrow. We worked on a bill where in Arizona, we removed dead people from voter rolls. It's now just going to the 
the governor's office. It went there this morning. We're sending an email out for all our members in Arizona to contact the governor to pass that bill. That's called the power of the grassroots. We're working in 23 states on bills regarding election integrity right now. So join us. Go to actforamerica.org. Sign up as an activist. Sign up to start a group in your community. We need you to start a group. If you have five friends you can invite for a cup of coffee one evening, start a group, name it whatever you want to name it. We will train you. We will mentor you. We will guide you. We will give you tools that will help you in your own local community, take back your community. And together, we will make a huge difference because when everyone does a little, together we accomplish a lot. So good. So powerful. And I think exactly what so many needed to hear right now. You know, I always speak about the silver lining as well. And I believe that, you know, for whatever reason, it was necessary that 2020 went down the way that it did, that the election went down the way that it did so that it would wake up more of us. You know, again, to the believers out there, it's disheartening to me that any person of faith would vote for or support a party or a person in politics that supports ending the lives of the unborn. I mean, that's a crux for me. And yet so many believers, we even saw evangelicals for Joe Biden come out. Uh, They've since rescinded their endorsement, but it's a little late for that. But there was a lot of believers that voted for him. So I, too, believe in the silver lining. I think that it was necessary to wake up more of us, uh, people of faith and just people that love our country, to be patriotic and get involved. And I think that actforamerica.org is the perfect way for everybody to get involved. Final thoughts, Brigitte. This has been absolutely amazing. What's your final message to uh, my audience today? My final message is this is a reset for everybody in the United States to understand what we are about to lose freedom. And I think, David, right now, a lot of Republicans, independents, even Democrats who who crossed over. I mean, look at all our friends, the Democrats who crossed over. What's happening in the country right now is basically a rejuvenation happening throughout the country because it's waking up at least 85 million Americans who say we're about to lose our freedom and how precious freedom is. You know, sometimes we talk about words and we just take them for granted when we hear them for so long. Right now, the American public is waking up and realizing how precious freedom is and how easy we can lose it and why we all need to come together as one. Different colors, different backgrounds, different nationalities who immigrated here. People who eat Italian food, uh, uh, Chinese food, Korean food, Lebanese food, any other food. But what brings us all together is our love for America and the opportunity that this incredible nation gave us. Every single one of us. You are an example, David. I'm an example. Mike Lindell is an example. It doesn't matter what your background. It doesn't matter how you came here, who your father is, how much money you have in the bank. In America, the sky is the limit. And we want to protect that opportunity. So every single person coming to the United States can reach the sky because that's what America represents. Wow. Are you running for office? I think you need to run. You need to figure out what what position you want to run. I think if Trump runs again in twenty twenty four, you need to be VP. Well, thank you. No, people like you and me are not going to run for office because we have much more influence and we are much more effective doing exactly what we are doing. If I would have been a congresswoman, I would have been one vote. But as the chairman of Act for America, I was able to help pass 180 bills on the federal level and the state level that impacted the laws in our country. And that's influence. 
that's what that's what you and I and our viewers and our listeners right now can do together collectively. We can make a huge difference. Well, that's normally that's my response as well. I get people asking me all the time, "Are you going to run?" And I'm like, you know, I think right now that where God has me, I'm better as a as a voice, as a mouthpiece, encouraging, inspiring, and directing people. Uh, to get involved. And again, yeah, it's like you said, you, you get in Congress, you got one vote, but if you are uh, on the outside and you're able to impact, you know, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, millions as you are, then, uh, you know, you've got a lot more, you got a lot more of a, of a, of a punch there, a lot more power. And so, hold accountable. It takes people like you and me and our viewers, strong people to hold elected officials accountable, no matter who comes and who goes. Look, when I started Act for America, George Bush was in office, Bush left, Obama came, Obama left, President Trump came, President Trump is no longer at the White House. I've seen Romney run and lose. I've seen McCain run and lose. I've seen hundreds of members of Congress come and go. We're still here. Act for America is bigger, stronger, and you and I are going to continue fighting and holding our elected officials responsible, no matter whose name is next to president and no matter who resides on Pennsylvania Avenue. We hold them accountable. Yes, we do. And we will continue to. Brigitte, so amazing having you on with me today. Are you kidding me? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Can you feel the energy? Oh, I feel it. You get, I think I normally give it off, but you really give it off. So I'm, I'm fired up over here. Thank you I'm, so I'm much. Ready. Such an honor to be with you. Such an honor. You know, this is, this is the highlight of my day today. Oh, well, thank you. It's definitely the highlight of mine as well. Uh, and friends, if you have it one more time, please get over to actforamerica.org. Get this book. We all need to understand why we should be appreciative of our Judeo-Christian Christian foundation, and uh, Brigitte breaks it down in that book. So I'd love to have you on again, Brigitte, in the future. You are absolutely amazing, just a, a true delight and an inspiration to all of us. Thank you so much. An honor to be with you. All right. So, so good. I can't wait to have you back. So friends, please share the heck out of this. Send this around to 5, 10, 15 friends, podcast or or share the link. People need to know what Brigitte Gabriel is bringing and they need to get her book. But more more importantly, they need to get to actforamerica.org and get involved. It is all about taking action. So God bless you guys. Don't forget to go to mypillow.com, find yourself something nice and use that code Trump2020 when you're there. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris Jr., Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris Jr. Show.